You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is a special edition of the unofficial 40 podcast. It is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl preview edition, a little shortened edition of the unofficial 40, but we thought we'd put together a special uh, show for you here before the Sooners get ready to kick off tomorrow against LSU. The final uh, coaches, joint head coaches press conference was this morning. Uh, we are now joined uh, by our Atlanta correspondents, uh, Eddie Radosevich and Bob Prisbillo, who were at the press conference. Hopefully, uh, continuing the tradition of what this press conference is all about, being completely <laughs> bingo. Hungover. Yes. Oh, oh no, playing uh, bingo. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. that's we, the other tradition. We put to, we, we put together a uh, a bingo card of stupid things that would be asked at this press conference, and let me tell you, did it, fifteen did it minutes in, I almost yelled <laughs> bingo. <laughs> uh, was the dumbest uh, the the Atlanta voice. The, those questions were wow. I mean, that was yes. They that were. Was, was that who asked yes. about the Georgia that was, State that practice? Yeah. Field that field and that, the 2004 Sugar Bowl. That, that might was as well special. been the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce asking those questions. <laughs> Carrie, let me uh, let me start before we really get into all of this by wishing our cohort here, Bob Prisbillo, a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Wow, thank you. Man, I'm surprised we're, that he's we're going still out. Works I'm, I'm taking us. him to. I'm taking him on tour day Atlanta strip clubs tonight. Gold club, let's go. Is is they have is scores? That's New York, right? Is that the big strip club in New I don't York? Know. They We're, might have one here. It is New York, but they might scores? have one. Yes, I don't even know that. That's what the movie Hustlers was actually oh, based okay, on. Okay, okay, scores. I gotcha. Well, this is momentous. I mean, uh, you've missed Pearl's first birthday or first Christmas, <laughs> and now she's missing your birthday. Yeah, so indeed, kind of have to wonder if she loves the guy. She didn't even fly out here. Hasn't even called you. <laughs> when you got, do you just have to uh, drag him away from FaceTime every time you guys need to go to practice or to a press conference or to a media <laughs> no, event? No, we've been no, we've been good. I've been joining in on the FaceTimes. I'm part of the Prisbillo family. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Netflix? Just Uncle walking around, Eddie, walking around in my boxers. Uncle and, Eddie, has it gotten awkward when he and the misses have Netflixed and chilled while you've been in the room? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, uh, season two of you is out. We need to watch it. Um, that is priority viewing as soon as I get home. Thank you. Are you a big you? Are you a you? you, you oh. Yes, that's a good. That's a really good. Yeah, YouTube series. It's uh, yeah, well, it. I don't know if you. Yeah, that's. It probably makes me sound like a psycho if I say that's a really good series. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I love you. You do? Well, don't ever. We're never getting together. <laughs> don't ever come yeah. near me again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, you have the uh, the press conference this morning, which you, you know you never have high expectations for it. I don't really know how I felt about Lincoln Riley or or Ed Orgeron being asked about the 2004 Sugar Bowl between LSU. I'm we should have just somebody should have just asked like. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you think that Tim Tebow was the best would have been the best quarterback in the Big Twelve in two thousand and eight? Why not just throw that out there while we're at it? Because that started a shit storm like no other. Back when I was covering that the other gem, the other gem of the uh, morning, of course, was what advantages do your teams have? Yeah, what are they supposed to say to that? You can tell Lincoln got really uncomfortable, couldn't you? Oh, well, I mean, it was super uncomfortable just being there. It, it it just blows my mind sometimes what people. Some people, I think, are just asking questions to be asking questions, and we've always known that. But, Carrie, it's been an interesting week as far as the. We do I, need to go back to Thursday. Thursday was an actual real. Yeah, day. like the media day stuff, and I know that we've all talked about it in the group text and all that. But it, it just, I can't remember a time, uh, and you know, Carrie, that you were you were in uh, Miami for the OU USC game. I think uh, John Hoover kind of related it to that as far as I can't remember a time that a, a team just walked in and basically said Oklahoma's lucky to be here we're going to beat their ass and that's more or less paraphrasing that's kind of the uh, the the gist of the message of what LSU was pushing across yesterday yeah, yeah like and- after going the the first couple days of being nice, the the, the gloves came off. Yeah, yesterday. that was what was. And I'll tell you this: the the OU USC game, uh, Larry Birdine's comments about uh, uh, Reggie. Did he Bush, start that kind of? Yeah, he was the one that started that, and it it happened back in Norman. So it was like they had a media day uh, locally before they ever came out to okay. Miami. Okay. Uh, and I was standing there as Bird was saying this, and my first thought was. And I stood there for a long time, and he just kept repeating it over and over again. And after after he went for about ten minutes, I just uh, I walked by Kenny Mossman, who's the sports information director, and I was like, "You've got a problem on your hands over there." Uh, and he looked at me. He gave me a look of horror, and he was like, "I just said, it's it's too late to fix it." And um, so then, uh, as JD Runnels told me the story. Uh, Bob Stoops came uh, came screaming down to the locker room and uh, got right up in his face and started screaming at him after he found out what he said. And maybe this was when it appeared in the papers the next day. Uh, but Bob Stoops just started screaming at him, You're not even a starter! So um, he was not happy. I'm sure Ed Orgeron was not happy. Because, I, guys, they've gone through, like you said, the first of the week, they went through great pains to do nothing but compliment this Oklahoma team, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, and I, that's why I, I was a little taken aback by it, just as far as... And it was the guys who've talked. Yeah. You know, Patrick Queen, Jamar Chase, they've already talked, yeah. and it's almost like, you know, I can't do it anymore. I can't fake it. <laughs> Here are my true feelings. I, I will say, say, though, that I, I think really a, little, a little bit of it, I think, was taken out of context. A little. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as bad as it about as the it offensive line's not that great. It. The the, the yes, like not, uh, he, the offensive line is just only thinks, good. The backs are just good. Yeah, he thinks they're better, and I mean that would be it'd be it'd be wrong of him to not think that. 
But what would the we dot, be? Dot, dot. What would we yeah. be as a society if we didn't blow everything out of proportion, though? <laughs> no, that's exactly what this is for. That's what that's what social media is for. That's what we're here for. That's what that's why we're talking about it. Now, would you say the Jamar Chase uh, comments about the secondary that that was more incendiary? I yeah, would. Yeah. Yes. For sure. I mean, basically calling Oklahoma's best cornerback slow was uh, a little shocking. But it just kind of adds fuel to the fire, this whole idea and this narrative that's out there that Oklahoma's just kind of lucky to be here. I really like the he hopes Motley is physical with him, so he wants him to put his hands on him <laughs> so then he can feel him. That, to me, was the money quote. Yeah, and I thought Motley did a pretty good job of controlling himself by the way you described it. Um, you know, And we all know he is a guy that talks a lot of shit on the field, and yeah. that is... Here's my, you know, I I don't want to see this thing happen. And Eddie, you're going to be there with your camera. Uh, we'll be probably streaming, you know, some of the pregame live up until 45 minutes of kickoff. Uh, so sure. yep. you'll be front and center. Everyone will be able to watch on Sooner Scoop uh, exactly, um, you know, what kind of interactions there might be. And remember, going back to that, uh, the the OU Clemson game, the first time they came to the playoffs. There was an altercation between teams, and depending on uh, who you talked to, I talked to several different oh, people, and I don't remember that one. And there was, you know, it was they were both getting on a bus on their buses, respective buses, and apparently Charles Tapper uh, got into it with it's like I don't know if it was Wilkins or somebody tried to oh, come on God, their bus. That, the the bus started rocking back and forth, yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah. The bus started rocking. That's when everybody thought. OU's winning this game. <laughs> OU's winning this game. They're not going to back down from this Clemson team. No, that but was then, like the biggest overreaction of all time. But then myself there were, included, I was a part of it. There were some skirmishes on the field before that game started during pregame warmups, though. Yeah, no, there was. So I, I think you're headed for some. And I just, you know what? Here's my only. I, I'm, I'm not a coach. I'm not making a demand. Uh, well, I am. I shouldn't. And no one has to listen to me, uh, but I hope that Justin Broyles does not go back to Texas <laughs> Justin Broyles where he's just talking shit left and right. Justin, you haven't proven anything on the field yet. Let's see yeah, if you, you can. Let's see if you can fill in for Delaire and Turner Yell before you start talking shit to uh, the the Bolitnikov Award winner. Okay, but don't you think that this is that's kind of that goes against every idea that is out there as far as what Oklahoma's presented as far as it's kind of like this Jalen Hurts don't say much we're going to just show you on the field type thing like Oklahoma to an extent has not been that team this year that mixes it up before a game I in fact I can't remember no, right outside of Texas yeah where everyone got the un, oh yeah, un, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right 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 that was more Mike Defee and just being a douchebag than anything but I it just like I think that's kind of the way that they presented themselves. And even, like, D Kenneth Murray and a bunch of those guys, even Motley was asked yesterday about the comments because LSU was up first yesterday right, yeah. at the media day. People wanted the money quote in response, and they just wouldn't give it to they him. They wouldn't give it to him. And I think that, that Kenneth Murray basically didn't even say anything when he was asked about it. He kind of, like, sat back in his chair and smirked and uh, – said something like we'll see or something it wasn't we'll see Saturday. it I mean, wasn't a shot the, a fired yeah. back and i think that you know that kind of is the identity of this team as far as uh from day one jalen hurts is 
I don't know what it was, but he earned the respect of that locker room from day one, and uh, his attitude and the way that he carries himself certainly has been kind of what Oklahoma has taken on, and that's not just this week. That's the entire season. But can Motley handle himself in the moment tomorrow? Yeah, sure. that's a good I mean, we're talking he, about he got kicked out of a game. And that's when they lost. Sure. Coincidentally, not a coincidence yeah. that when he lost his cool, oh, you lost. So can, if Chase starts yapping, if he makes a play or two, how does Motley bounce bounce back? Now, what you I mean, you look at Motley's last couple games, two forced fumbles, one recovery, the interception, holding Mims to, without a catch. I mean, he's got to be he's coming in with all time high in terms of his confidence level. So you hope that for one more game he can keep it together. Well, and that you know that kind of was another thing that came up today about you know people asking Lincoln Riley, what does it mean that you've been here before? That was the first time that whole Clemson, uh, you know, scrapping and all that stuff, uh, talking smack, all that. Like that was OU's first trip to the playoff, and this is LSU. You know, a, a team that hasn't been here. Uh, you wonder, are they going to end up learning a lesson out of this deal? Because they just, you know, I mean, it started out early in the week. From everything that you know, we were watching, and you guys were sending back. I was thinking to myself, like. Wow, LSU's really got their heads on straight. They're doing this the right way. They're playing it by the book. They're ready for this. And I'm sorry, once you come out and you start talking trash, it makes me question how much you have, you know, a confidence issue. How much how much you need to do that in order to try and convince yourself that you are that much better than this team. So, now I'm sitting here wondering does LSU have a confidence problem? Because let's face it, that OU team that was out there barking at other teams every year, they sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's I think that's why it got, it got under everybody's skin was the fact that they had their shirts off in like, warm-up. You have a historic Oh, don't even start offense. the shirts off. I shirts thought I was off. <laughs> done being triggered by that. It's just unbelievable. I, I do think that, you know, I, I in a way – Maybe it's because they're not in this position very often. I think Oklahoma is kind of enjoying being the underdog, being the team that nobody expects much from. I talked to Trey Brown yesterday about it, and uh, you know he he basically said it's like this is a even for the fan base. This is a this is a weird role that Oklahoma's playing this week. They're not usually. When was the last time Oklahoma was a fourteen point underdog in a game? I honestly can't remember. They weren't Outside even an of, underdog in the Big 12 championship to, to Baylor, so. I mean, would it I, be, well, They weren't an underdog how, how, a year ago after they'd lost to Texas, were they, in the Big 12 championship? I would doubt it. You would think the last time would maybe be at It'd be Alabama. Ohio State. Well, it'd but, be, but, but it wouldn't I, be. No, I'm talking double but digits. But it wouldn't be double digits. That It would be the Sugar Bowl, right, against, against Bama. Probably so. I think yeah. they were double digits to or or to Alabama last year in the Orange Bowl. You might be right. I can't remember. I I, don't, I think that was. 14. I thought Alabama was like a two point favorite or something. I thought it was fourteen. I don't know. You might be right because there could have been OU fans. See, we didn't let them cover the spread. It was only by. 11. And I I seem to remember that sentiment that you know. Well, at least we you, at least we covered that. That yeah. That sounds right, actually. But yeah, I mean, th- I mean, it is odd. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bama was a fourteen-point favorite. Okay, it's odd for the fans. It's odd for the players. But at the same time, it's got to be nice. 
ha- for Lincoln Riley to have that motivation for once. Oh yeah, and and you're you're lying to yourself if you don't think that for the last three weeks this this team has been it's been pounded in their head that. Uh, Basically, nobody thinks that they deserve to be here. It's a three-team invitational, and they just had to tack on a fourth one. Shit, it's been like that the entire year. I mean, with all the the uh, little Joey Morris stuff, and uh, you know the Joey Galloway stuff, and uh, Jonathan Vilma. I mean, that stuff was happening during the end of the season, let alone for the last three weeks. Did you call Jim Mora Joey Mora? Yeah, I'm a, you combined I'm, them. I'm calling him. Superman. I'm calling him Little Joey Mora now. <laughs> He's a super villain. He doesn't jo- get to be called What about Jojo name. Mora? How about that? <laughs> Did you see what uh, Joey Galloway has picked? Yeah, sixty-six for this game? to sixty-four, the final. LSU. I love that man. He's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's unbelievable. I don't ever th- think I've dropped a JC on a pod. I'm probably going to hear about that one from the GDers. I'll pray for you. I know. I need it. Um, but here's the other thing, guys, that I find really fascinating watching from afar is LSU, not fascination, but the respect level that they show for Jalen Hurts when I think all OU fans are sitting there going, yeah, we've got better players than him. You guys are worried about him, but he's not the best player on our team. That's- I think it's funny that uh, you, you talked to, and we were talking about this at dinner last night, as far as there's some of the SEC media out here or just the national guys that it's like the, the storyline for them is Jalen Hurts has carried this team into the college football playoff. When in reality, that is so far from the fact. Carried if you've watched Oklahoma play. tag bunch of youngsters. It really is. Is it not though? Bob, I'm serious. Like it's, it's, it's kind of mind blowing the way that, Oklahoma is viewed from certain aspects as far as, uh, you know, you look at that and, and it, it's kind of funny that we say that. And in reality, I think if Oklahoma wins this game, Jalen Hurts has to be the guy that, you know, carries him along the way. Well, you, you can't mess it up. You know, I mean, we, we talked about it before. He's got to play perfect. But yeah, I mean, when you, you look at what this season, but it's almost like because he played at Alabama, he had to be the reason. Because Alabama's always beaten LSU, and Jalen Hurts has always beaten LSU. So there's no way that it had to be the other parts. It had to be Jalen that made sure OU got to this point. There's no doubt that's been a popular narrative from people who haven't covered the team. Well, and I think the, the most fascinating thing this week for me has been what happened last night, and that is the Thunder were getting blown out. I decided... Uh, well, I know that the SEC media net, or the SEC network was broadcasting. They had Alex Grinch on their set. So I'm going to turn it over to the SEC network and see if they have any uh, of their media day coverage on there. And so what they did have was LSU playing Ole Miss. And so I watched it. And I watched most of the second half. And I sat there as uh, their quarterback ran for four touchdowns and 200 yards on the ground, and they rolled up 400 yards rushing total and just ran right through that Alabama team. And this that game happened the same night that OU played Baylor. It wasn't like some early season game. Like, LSU has recently looked like shit on defense. I mean, all we heard was, you know, you would always say, and I think it's just people, you get these these people that, feel like they know college football uh, and then you try and say something that is correct 
but then they haven't paid any attention. And so you get an answer like, oh, well, you know, LSU's got great athletes, and they're really starting to put it together late in the season. Yep. That, like that, that's been the narrative. <laughs> that happens all the time. You're like, wait a minute. Like, are you? did you see the last four games that they played and who they played them against and what type of offenses they played against? And I sat and watched that Ole Miss game. They look terrible on defense. I mean, like, outright laughable. And that was a month that's ago. that's why... Well, and that's why I think it's funny that, you know, everybody's talked about this turnaround for for LSU defensively, and uh, we talked about it on the unofficial on, on Wednesday, just as far as those three teams that they played are bad football teams. Yeah, Arkansas, or at least bad offense. Arkansas, Old Miss, and Texas a and I mean, Cullen Mont can barely complete a forward pass, let alone move the ball yeah, against. Yeah, you want to talk about and I'm not, And I'm not saying that LSU's just terrible no, defensively. No, they're think, not. They're nowhere close to where Oklahoma was a year ago. But I think Oklahoma can find some success on the ground. Like, I, I do think that they can find some success against them. And I'm particularly interested to see how much or how often uh, do they take some shots early. And I, I think that, you know, you almost have to – maybe it's just the way that something in the air at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But uh, Jalen Hurts plays well at that stadium. I don't know what it is, but he has played well. And – Maybe you take some shots early and see if you can get something going, get his build his confidence up. But I mean, Kerry, do you think that they're going to just try and run Jalen Hurts twenty five times on Saturday? Well, if you watch that Ole Miss game, you hope that they do. Why not? Um, they he was Ed O was asked about that uh, this morning, and you know, Aranda Aranda talked about it on uh, what was that Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, just as far it seemed like. They basically, the, the kind of the gist of the matter was is they didn't expect that to happen. They didn't think that Plumlee could do that, and all of a sudden, you look up and he had 300 yards. It was crazy. I mean, it was just constant. And it was, um, you know, LSU, I mean, you look at that score, and it was 14, it was a 14-point game, uh, and Ole Miss had the ball, like, within five minutes left in the game, and then uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire broke, like, an 80-yard run, like, at the very end with, like, a minute left to give them that big lead, but, um, and they were up big in the first half. So, you know, yeah, I, I understand there's a letdown to it, but it's just the fact that if you think that LSU is bringing that same defense that they had when they had the rematch with Alabama in the national championship, you're, you're sadly mistaken. It's a team with some really good athletes and, and some great secondary players, but up front, they're not, they're not, the standard you know they're not that just a shade below Alabama or a shade you know right next to Alabama they're not a dominant defensive front no not they just don't have those guys they don't have a Quinn and Williams yeah that can change a game they're not Auburn's defensive front either no they don't have two dudes like that for sure and after talking with uh Kennedy Brooks I don't know if he's just playing coy or if I mean the way he talked about TJ Pledger Maybe Pledge is going to play a bigger role than I thought. Everybody raves about Pledger, don't they? They really do. Well, the I, guy, I mean, the guy was a highly ranked player coming out of high school. He just hasn't had a chance. I thought it was interesting. I mean, Lincoln Riley basically compared him to Rodney Anderson yeah. on, uh, on, on Tuesday. Well, and I think it, we've all seen, and, and fans have noticed this too, uh, for whatever reason, people always kick it to Trey Brown on kickoffs. When they've kicked it to T.J. Pledger, he's had some nice returns, but he's had some penalties that have, you know, kept him from from having bigger runs but 
Every time I've seen him run the ball on a kickoff return, it's been pretty good. It's just outside of when he fumbled against Kansas State yeah. and cost Oklahoma the game. Nice. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> we can blame that it was on a, him. That was a short, <laughs> weird kick where he had to run yeah, up no, it was. real fast. It was. it was. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, but, any, yeah. but to me, to me, that is, I mean, I don't give two bleeps about the backup running back in this one. I mean, Kennedy Brooks and Jalen Hurts are going to, you know, I think carry the bulk of the carries. I really want to know how effective CeeDee Lamb is going to be against this secondary. I mean, if he, if he, because, I if mean. Sting, if Stingley shuts him down. Then you over. put Theo Wees in there because Theo Wees destroys Stingley. <laughs> In Mercedes Benz, yes, we know it can in happen. In Mercedes Benz, <laughs> we know it can Theo happen. Theo Weese destroys and dominates Derek Stingley Jr. You know, you know Theo Weese is going to be out there. We've got the video. You know Theo Weese is going to be out there talking some shit to Stingley before that game starts. Oh, it's going to be good. Maybe I'll throw that out. Maybe we need to throw that gif out there and see if uh, Weese will retweet. Let's it get just that. Let's get that video. Fire. Let's get the video from that. And and start. I mean, it'll go right along with the venom package. What should we call yes. Wheeze? We'll call him the um man, the Badger package. That'd be kind of a a knock on LSU. Uh. <laughs> Let me think about it. I'll, we can announce something on the board. We can we can get uh, something going where you they know it's a package that Lincoln Riley is going to make, where he knows Theo Wheeze is going to get one on one coverage with Derek Stingley. Some breaking news out of the college football world. Poor source, Bishop Gormangrad in Ohio State backup Tate Martell will be transferring from the University of oh Miami. God. By the way, is this legit how, or are you just saying? How lucky is uh is what a what a bullet what a bullet dodged by Jalen Hurts when they took him to no Prime one twelve with Dan Enos, <laughs> the former Alabama Offensive Who is without a job as of this yes. morning as well? <laughs> like you, like oh, he took. They're closing the deal. They're at prime one twelve. He won't be able to say no. Good, good on you, Jalen Hurts. So bad. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw Dan Enos was fired. I thought prime one twelve, Jalen Hurts, recruiting visit. Didn't he leave? Like he cleared out his office at Alabama. Uh, like during the middle oh, yeah. of the night. Oh yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So weird how that, that is the worked story. out. Yeah, well, I mean, he, Loxley did a bang up job at Maryland this year too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Saban he he got some shit assistance in there for a while. No, oh, that's he he runs the show. He, I don't think that there's any doubt about that. Sometimes that happens to you. I mean, when you have to when you become the staff. That is the place everyone wants to go to get a job. Eventually, you're gonna run. You're gonna make a hire that's not so great when you're making them every year. And you, it do feels you get, like they get burnt out with within a year or or two. Too, they're out. I think everybody. I, that's kind of the way that Saban has operated for years, isn't it? Uh, oh, do yeah. you guys get wrapped? Do you guys get wrapped up in the in the matchups of the assistant coaches in this game? Just as far as Lincoln Riley versus Aranda, uh, Alex Grinch versus the duo of Joe Brady and Insminger. Uh, I I kind of think it's fascinating to look at you know what kind of uh, 
I don't think they're going to make wholesale changes, but I, I, I do kind of think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of things they've added over the last three weeks to prepare for a game. It's kind of unique in that sense as far as um, you can probably throw some different looks out there. They've known that Ronnie Perkins isn't going to be available. So, you know, we talked to Laurent Stokes yesterday. He said that he expects to be on the field at the same time with Jalen Redmond. Do they give different uh, different looks as far as, uh, as uh, different blitzes and things? Can they mix things up? Kind of interested to see what kind of, uh, I guess, mix and match they try to throw out there. And how many snaps can you give a guy like uh, Marcus Stripling? That's what I'm kind of wondering. Mm-hmm. And how effective yeah. can he yep. be with those reps? Sure. Yeah, Stripling, Isaiah Thomas, it's clear they're going to have to rely on those guys to give Stokes and Redmond a, a breather. And if there's any sort of drop-off, that's when you're going to see it. And how detrimental is that going to be if those guys can't have, can't, stay up to the same level of performance that you would expect from Stokes and Redmond throughout the game. I, I don't know why Lincoln Riley, he's just, he, I don't know if he gets lost in the BS sometimes. I don't know why he even gave the hint that Delarian Turner Yell might be available that was on funny. day one. That was Because good. like <laughs> yesterday, Delarian Turner Yell was just basically like, I hope they play well without me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to help as much as I can. And he's admitting he's missing the spring. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which I think is kind of big long-term for that, just from the depth standpoint. I think it's one of those things. I don't know, I, I'll be interested it's not a to see. Big deal. You know, when, when Trey Norwood comes back, that's going to be really interesting to see exactly yeah. what they do because you got Buki. And for all intents and purposes, he is back. I mean, he was kind of working out with the team Yeah, uh, this week here in Atlanta. And you guys saw Bob's photo. I mean, he looks good. Like, I was I've been critical of him forever for not being able to put on weight, and he's finally starting to put on good weight. Yeah, got to credit, uh, got to credit Benny Wiley, I'm sure, because that is a, an obvious change. He has his body has changed. Uh, I wouldn't say dramatically, but he definitely Enough. has added some yeah. weight. Watch out for those NCAA drug tests. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, look, the I think we've also witnessed this week. You guys tell me I'm wrong. This is the feeling I'm getting from afar. I think, and Lincoln was very adamant when he was asked about what he said to his team about the suspensions today. I thought that was an interesting answer. But it seems like the team, like it took the fans maybe like 24, 48 hours to kind of move on from like losing Ronnie Perkins. It was the world is burning. Uh, I was like, I need to get to Vegas and put two grand down on LSU to to cover the spread. Like, it was just pandemonium, panic. But it seems like even the team, like, it took them some time to kind of get, because I did hear, like, that they were devastated when they first found out about this. But it's almost like you get the sense that the coaches and everyone around them, the way practices have gone, like, they now are back to believing that they're going to be just fine without these guys. I think it goes a lot into what we kind of talked about at the beginning of the pod, just as far as I think, you know, outside of the Oklahoma fan that could think that they are going to beat, you know, whoever, the the New England Patriots dynasty, it's like there is not a lot of people that think Oklahoma – uh, can can hang with with LSU, and I I think that a little bit of that has to do with just the way that Oklahoma's played over the last three years in the college football playoff. Yeah, um, a little bit of it has to do with just that narrative that is out there. And you know, I'd be lying if I said that I thought if I just straight up thought Oklahoma's going to win tomorrow. I don't, 
and same here. It's it's it, it's probably more so to do with I think that they played with fire a little bit over the last month. They've been in a sense, I guess you could say, lucky to win a couple of those games. Just the way that they've won them. Or on the flip side of that, is this a team that has kind of taken advantage of every break that's given to them? Well, can you uh, guarantee me that Jalen? Can you guarantee me that Jalen Hurts isn't going to have any back-breaking turnovers? Can exactly. you? Sure. Can yeah, you guarantee exactly. me yeah. that? And we're know, talking about a game that he's going to have to be the guy that sets this thing apart. Like to win this type of game, Jalen Hurts has to throw the ball well. He has to take care of the ball, and it's like what you said, Kerry. Is he going to do that? That's the biggest question mark. And can OU, you know, can OU turn them over on defense? I think that's got to happen. I mean. Uh, again, watching that Ole Miss game, Joe Burrow threw two interceptions in the third quarter in that game. I mean, and I think it was on back-to-back possessions. And so, it's like, can they, can they come out and make a statement to LSU early? I think that is huge. Whether it's on offense or whether it's coming up with a big play on defense, just to let them know, like, this isn't what everybody thought it was going to be. They have to make the that statement. Them. Yes, they have to make that statement early in this game. Yeah. So, what do you do on the coin toss? You want the ball, or you you want your defense out there first? I think you want your defense out I'm kind, there first. I'm kind of a crazy, crazy guy. Like I like getting the ball in the second half, no matter what. Even if you do give up a touchdown early, so I'd say go on defense. But you know, because I think if if you kick the ball off and then all of a sudden you force a three and out, you've won. Like, yeah. Not, you've just that small part of the game. You've won that momentum shift, and uh, you know. The other side of that, though, is is Lincoln Riley likes taking the ball first a lot. I don't know how it breaks down, Carry over the last That's a good uh, three point, yeah. years. But I would say almost 80% of the time, and that might be being generous, Oklahoma usually takes the ball. I will say this. Okay, I've changed my mind. You've made me change my mind. <laughs> Here's why I think taking the ball first could be more impactful for Oklahoma. Because if you t- now, there's a lot of ifs in this. But if you take right. the ball first and you shove it down their throats and score and then their offense comes out on the field and you you hold them to a three and out, that's where you create the most doubt in their minds. Because you can, you can go out there and hold them to a three and out and you could go score, but their offense is still coming back, back out on the field. If you go up seven nothing, hold them to three now, and then get the ball back, that's to me that's the that's the first time LSU would this season would be like shit. This isn't going our way. Like they could their butts would pucker a little bit. There might be some people in the stands that like that if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, if any OU fans are going to travel. Yeah, that was another question today. Are Oklahoma oh fans traveling to this God. game? I was like, what? I will say, there's a, there's, a, I, I would think that there will be more LSU oh, fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but who knows? Maybe those, maybe they're taking the mentality of Save the opposite it. approach of, oh, well, they're going to be right down the road here in a week, uh, which a lot of people here think that's going to happen. Uh, like, it's automatically predestined. I know that, that opinion article at the beginning of the week should Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sit to be healthy for the national championship game? Well, guess what? He hasn't practiced all week. So I don't think that that's even an option. Like, the guy is not – he's very – it's very obvious. If he plays, it's a Marquise Brown situation from Oklahoma's perspective a year ago in that he's not 100% healthy. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, look, it, it's it's going to be a game of momentum and a game of big swings. And Lincoln talked about that. He always talks about that. That is, you know, playing in this type of game, as big as it is, you're going to have to be able to manage that. And, you know, someone is going to have a momentum, a momentum swing early. Just, I think we know with Baylor, with, you know, Iowa State, with TCU, OU's, OU can handle momentum swings. Right. I'm finally at that point where I'm not waiting for the total collapse if something goes wrong. I finally am at the point where, okay, if it, some, something doesn't go their way, they're going to find a way to bounce back. It's not going to be that big of a deal. It's not going to derail the entire game. By the way, uh, real quick, uh, MidFirst Bank, MidFirst.com, uh, go check them out. They are the official uh, provider of the OU Rewards credit card. Uh, go to MidFirst.com slash U40. That's MidFirst.com slash U40. And apply right there. You can uh, apply for your OU Rewards credit card, 0% APR for the first 12 months. Uh, when you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days, you get $150 credit. Also enters you for a chance to win the Ultimate VIP Package uh, with uh, select purchases. So uh, go check them out. MidFirst.com slash U40. And uh, thanks to them for being a big part of what we do here with the Unofficial 40 podcast. All right, guys. Uh, I know you know you guys will write in your predictions. I won't because the last time I did was for Kansas State. And uh, it just went poorly. Say Jaden Hazelwood's going to have 100 yards. We, Say it. We've stopped. He is in his home state. I mean, he's in his... He is. He is. Uh, I didn't know that his mom had uh, torn her ACL. That's kind of rough. And, uh, just had surgery, and so... She's had problems traveling, which uh, is is it's good that he's going to get to play. Good that you know, even though Trey Sermon's not playing, he's still been with the team. You saw he and uh, Lincoln kind of joking around a little bit yesterday, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. Do we want to talk any media day? Talking to the freshman for the for uh, for the first time? Yeah, just we, give we it, give some people kind of your impressions of of Spencer Rattler and, and anybody else that you talk to. Yeah, really. I mean, Spencer Rattler sounded like the quarterback of the future, just the way he handled himself. And he gave a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts in terms of helping him mature on and off the field. And, and again, you can just tell that camaraderie, that bond that's there with Jaden Hazelwood, Theo Weiss, and Trajan Bridges, and Rattler. And you know, I had a long time to talk with uh, Weiss and I, I I loved his answer. He's like, when you're you're sitting behind the best receiver in the country, don't worry, your time is going to come. It, it seemed like those guys handled this situation better than some of the fans did. And and actually, I'll include myself on on some of that. Sort of waiting for the day when you stop putting in an Ad Miller, or waiting for the day when Nick Nick Basquin is not in nearly as much. And they accepted the fact that you know it. it it's just going to take a little bit longer, and, and that's okay because they've learned so much throughout this season that it'll have them ready for what's ahead next year. And I, I think they're obviously a question mark in terms of where uh, Bridges' head might be at, at at this point in time, especially if those suspensions go beyond just this game as Lincoln Riley wouldn't really address that earlier this week, but you know, this five star trio or you know, foursome, however you want to say it, these these guys are definitely ready. You know, there's no guarantee Rattler wins that job against Tanner Mordecai. I feel very confident about that heading into spring, but 
it, it, it was definitely good to get a chance to get a feel of what these freshmen have, have been like and how some of them, you can just tell, definitely handled this situation, just rolled with the punches, whether it's Marcus Stripling or Jaden Davis. And that, that defense just so young, and, and you just got to feel that another year of experience and they're going to just be lights out here, if not in 2020, definitely by 2021. Now, Theo and, and Trajan were very close throughout you know, re- recruiting. Uh, did you have a chance at all to talk to Theo just about how Trajan's been handling all this? I talked a little bit about it. You know, he said he, he's just trying to make, make the best of it, but I, I think it almost felt like whenever you asked anyone – about the suspended players, there was almost like a stock answer that they were They'd supposed been coached to throw up, out. Yeah, th- it was them. nothing. Where, yeah, didn't feel like you were ever going to get their true thoughts, which is fine, especially in an environment like that. But you know, it, it's 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 going to be interesting how Trajan can can bounce back from it if there's any bouncing back that needs to be done. Because I I know I've been on record several times believing that not only would Bridges make the biggest impact in 2019, I thought he would end up being the best out of that entire trio when it's all said and done and their time is, is up in, in, in Norman. And I got to think there's just a huge question mark as to where that stands heading into the spring, at least at this moment. You know, Bob, I think the thing that was most surprising to me uh, about that five-star trio is – just the way that his season has developed and the way that he's been played and not played, I thought there could be some bitterness from Jaden Hazelwood, but he seemed like a guy that was completely at ease with you know the way things have gone and what the future holds for him at Oklahoma. I agree 100%. I, I, absolutely, because we've talked about a lot, how much he played during the first five games of the season. And some and of the things you've play. seen from him on Twitter and people trying yeah. to read into things. Yep, and things trying like to that. read into it. He doesn't play against Texas. And then, uh, what, against Kansas State, he lines up incorrectly, forces a timeout to be called. And, you, you know, and I don't think he, he's in the doghouse. And it just seems like maybe that was a, a wake-up call. And instead of being an entitled in in entitled you know five star little brat maybe he accepted the coaching and the criticism and he's ready to put in the work because he definitely he did not seem down at all about the season did did he want to do more of course he did but he didn't seem like he was mistreated or that this was a waste of a year and i think that's got to be an encouraging sign because he was the one that didn't feel connected, right? It yeah. was Rattler, it was Bridges, and it was Weiss, and it was. And Stalmer. even at the five star last year, they that. weren't they weren't yeah. all chummy and stuff. Bingo. Yeah. Right, because you still thought he was going to Georgia. You thought, you know, okay, OU's there in the top three, but he's not going to be in Norman. And, and so, he, if anyone had the easy way out, if they didn't like what was going on, it was Jaden, and it just doesn't seem like that's that's going to be an issue. Now, did you get a chance to uh, make your? I know it's hard because there's you know it. Was. You got so many people, and and did you have a chance at all to make your way over to any of the young offensive linemen? I talked to Tank Alexander. Sorry, I always call him Tank to the Twitter. Marcus Alexander. <laughs> that that's the one that I talked to the most. Uh, we did have someone uh, talk with Stacy Wilkins too, and and you you can tell that you know just from talking to Marcus and and reading what uh, Stacy said, it, it's just clear those guys have full trust. And whatever Beatembo is telling them to do. 
if, if this is what he believes is best, you got a red shirt or you got to do this and that. They absolutely are all in and like, yep, you got it. You know, you just you can't dispute the results that have been there. And then you look at what he's able to do with a young line like this one from this year that you had no clue how Marquise Hayes and Tyrese Robinson, Adrian Ely, how any of that was going to come together. And it's just more proof that, you know, OK, if this is what Bill thinks is best, we've got to listen. And if we listen, it's going to take us very, very far. Uh, you know, the other thing I think I took out of yesterday is uh, Trey Brown was not afraid to talk about being named uh, in the suspensions, <laughs> and he was still kind of pissed about it. He should be. He should be. I mean, because it wasn't like he was thrown out there once. He was connected to it for a long time. We, I mean, we felt like we had disproved, discredited solidly at least once Mm -hmm. but we needed to do it a second and like third time because his name kept coming back and i don't know how that happens but i'm sure i mean the way his name just got dragged through the mud he's got every right to be furious and i'm not saying it's gonna be like that's why he might leave early because trey brown's actually shown his displeasure with the way that some of the ou fans have gone at him throughout this year, but I don't think that's going to be a reason as to why he stays or why he might leave for the NFL. I don't think he should leave, but when you've got speed like him, you could always just kind of take that chance. But, you know, it, it, it was good to finally talk to him, too, about the play that he made against Baylor yeah, because, yeah. you know, even those three three weeks later, you know, that, that play just resonates so, so much as the – Everything that Alex Grinch has been preaching about, straining to the ball and never giving up and making the hustle play, and it just turned out to be arguably the biggest play of the entire game. So tomorrow, 3 o'clock, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, uh, otherwise known as the college football playoff semifinal. Uh, We're going to find out. LSU versus Oklahoma. Uh, We will be out there bright and early. Uh, Bob will be handling things up in the press box. Eddie will be handling things down on the field. Uh, but it should be a, a really good day at Sooner Scoop. And you got, of course, Oklahoma State and Texas A&M coming up today as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just over the next 24 hours, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, you know, we'll have all of you know some new stuff for you on Sooner Scoop with all our video stuff that we're doing right now. Uh, that's, I think, uh, gone really well this week, better than I could have hoped. So we've enjoyed being able to bring you guys more stuff uh, live and in person, give you a, a little bit better idea how some of this stuff even works, like Media Day yesterday. So uh, make sure you get tuned in for that. Sign up at Soonerscoop.com if you want to partake in all that. And uh, when I say, you know, what we'll be doing tomorrow, kind of uh, if you're sitting at home, you know, not everything is televised. So when players start coming out of the locker room, doing stretches, mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about, some of the jawing that might go back and forth, uh, we're gonna have all that stuff live for you guys to check out. It should be really cool. So yeah, we'll we'll you've you've already talked about, but we'll we'll be allowed until forty five minutes before kickoff, right? And that's when we will have to go back upstairs, right? So uh, all the way up until forty five minutes, and then I'm sure you know the ESPN is gonna have their mega cast and all that stuff. We're not saying that uh, you know what we're gonna do is is gonna keep you from watching ESPN. You'll definitely have to turn it on uh, to catch it. But I'm sure on the Megacast and all that stuff, they'll take over and start showing you what's going on in the pregame. Of course, Bob will be up in the press box uh, keeping you all, all advised on what he's seeing, if anybody's gimpy or anything like that. 
uh, leading up to kickoffs, which we do each and every game. So, uh, and then I'll be back here uh, helping out with social along with Bob and Eddie, uh, and just just want to stay tuned in to Sooner Scoop because we'll be all over this thing uh, tomorrow, hours even before the game kicks off. So I, I will say you guys do get to enjoy one of the great uh, pleasures in life, which is the police escort to the stadium tomorrow. Yes. Uh, to be fair, this is a short, short trip. Yeah, it is. This is like because you're right by Mercedes Benz. Yes. <laughs> so I was like doing the post game pod. It's like yeah, we could work from the Benz and, and then just come back here because it's only going to be like five minutes later yeah. than what it would be if we came came here first. Well, I guess Eddie had to go do some radio stuff, uh, so uh, we will uh, we'll let him be. And uh, Bob's got some FaceTiming to do, I'm sure. Uh, but happy birthday, Bob. Thank you very much. Even though you didn't wish me happy birthday, that's fine, though. <laughs> or Josh or Eddie, that's fine. I'm, uh, I'm not bitter at all. We're never going to live it down. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in with us. It's been a great week. Thanks to Bob, who's done great work down there, as always. Uh, thanks to Eddie as well. Uh, I'd appreciate You're welcome. It. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't here, Eddie. I I forgot. I completely forgot that I agreed to do this thing with an Atlanta show. So I oh, had to not step even out. not even a paying oh. not even a paying entity. You dicked us over for us. For he a, sounded like a good guy though. He got the scoop brand out there. Yeah, to learn I'm to trying to no. grow the brand. I'm growing the in Atlanta. Brand. Yeah, we're gonna pick up a lot of subscribers <laughs> off of that appearance. I'm telling you. They said that it's the Hazelwood's favorite radio station, okay? <laughs> you think the Hazelwoods don't already know about Sooner Scoop? <laughs> <laughs> My Lord. Maybe. All right. Well, we're done. Uh, we said we were going to do a 30-minute pod. We're almost an hour, so uh, I don't want to spend the rest of my day. I've got a photo gallery from Bob coming up later today as well, uh, so check that out on the side. He actually took really good pictures this time, so... Um, it's a great that I, I think any Oklahoma fan that's coming in is oh, it's going such to a great really, venue. Really like Mercedes Benz. It's really weird going to a place that you've been to several times too, because it just feels like home. And then you're like, mm-hmm. but OU is playing here now, and it's like not a soccer <laughs> stadium set up this week. Like, it's very strange. Yeah, because we're so familiar. It's gonna be with good. Yeah, All right. Did you? Fun, by though. the way, did you come up with a name for the Theo Weiss versus uh, Derek Stingley package before we get out of here? <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I mean, I don't know. I need to find that GIF. I, I know that I have it on my computer somewhere. Is it just a repeated bludgeoning of catch after catch on Stingley? Or it was it a fun one? little matchup. I think that we have like they went up against each other a couple multiple times. times. Well, yes. remember, and you after know, it, that happened, it was like. Weiss just decided, okay, five stars I'm over done. for me. I'm going to go <laughs> yep. play defense. Oh, no, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Yep. He's like, I dominated who I came I dominated the number one player in the country. That's all I came here to do. I'm going to go dick around for the rest of this camp. I love it. And he went and played corner. Yeah. Him and Bridges. No, Bridges didn't. Remember, he busted his ass because he won MVP. Yes. Did he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit. Yep. All right. Never mind. All right. Well, uh, Eddie, I thanked you for your work earlier. Uh, Josh, this is going to drive Josh crazy because he's going to be listening to this and mad that he wasn't on the pod at all this week. That's fine. No bonuses for you, Josh. He can dial in on the uh, the post game. 
We'll either be talking about an Oklahoma win or an Oklahoma loss. I, I can guarantee you four that. whiskeys in by then. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Eddie. <laughs> I can guarantee you, it's Oklahoma is either going to win or they're going to lose on Tuesday. Or, I mean, on Saturday. You know what? I don't think you're funny, Radosovich. I know you think you're funny. Not you're not. laughing. <laughs> not laughing. Your stupid tweets all the time. We don't need sarcasm right now. Sure. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate it. Thank you, MidFirst Bank. Uh, remember, MidFirst.com slash U40. Uh, go sign up. Uh, apply for that credit card. And uh, we appreciate them being a sponsor of the program. So thanks, guys, for all your coverage. Looking forward to the pregame coverage and the postgame coverage tomorrow. Uh, we hope for your sake that it is an OU win. I am waiting to to uh, deposit my paycheck until I find out whether it's a win or a loss so I know how much money needs to be in the account. Um, <laughs> so that's where we are there. We didn't have to place any bets this year. I just either am getting a normal paycheck or a much smaller one. So there we go. I'll pay for I, it. I don't mind. I, I could make an argument either way. I don't know which way I'm going to go. I'm about to write my prediction for uh, for the board. I do think OU's going to cover. I don't know which way. I'm I think gonna OU's going to cover yes. the 13 and a half or whatever it is right now. It was 13 and a half this morning. Early. So, I do th- I think I think it's going to be a close game. But I I don't I just know can't if I allow OU myself can win. to think I just I, I I'm still a little bit in shock that like this team is 60 minutes away from playing in a national championship game. If, LSU, I mean, look, if after... LSU really does believe, like some of their players, like Queen said, if they believe that they're going to come in and dominate this game, if they really do believe that, they're in trouble. Because they they haven't faced any adversity this year. If they, I think that's, if they a, literally... I think that's a very underlying storyline going into tomorrow as far as uh, Oklahoma. Had, I mean... Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but the way that they won those games in November, that builds something in a team. And I, yeah. I remember we talked about that at the time. No, I mean, I look, they're in trouble. If they really, as a team, are coming in th- this thing thinking they're going to blow Oklahoma out because it ain't happening. It's just not happening. This is not the same team and the same defense that played Alabama last year. It's not. And even that That's team... You can't really say that. They lost by 11. They made a run at it. It was just yeah. too big a deficit to overcome. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting. I, I really am going to be interested in their mindset because I, I do think Oklahoma's going to be good to go. I don't think Oklahoma's coming in this thing like, can we do it? Do you think we can do it? Like, I don't think, no, I don't think they're coming in like that. So I agree. That's my two cents. It, well, we don't have to say winners, but does everyone else. Is I mean, does anybody think LSU wins this game big? I haven't only, come across anybody that just thinks it's going to be a blowout. I, only I know if that Hurts like, has a couple turnovers. Yeah, and that, I think that ugly. changes things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think I, that, I yeah, I would say if Hurts comes out and throws two picks deep in OU's territory, then LSU yeah, you can't, might you blow can't, out. You can't recover from that kind of stuff, and. Uh, that's just it's it's going to be a major question mark going into tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm genuinely excited to see what this group can bring to the table and what uh, what Lincoln Riley, what Alex Grinch have planned for an LSU team. That if you listen to some people talk about him, it, 
And the reverence. That think that this is the best LSU team of all time ever. Yes, the reverence. Yeah, I think so there's we'll there's. I think we're at the height of SEC hubris right now. I really do. Very well, could be. And we're right in the heart of it. Will we see venom? That's what I venom. Yeah. Because we've yeah, totally made it up it, out of thin air. And if it the source if it, told me that practice <laughs> practice went really well yesterday. Did they also meet their needs in their signing class that they signed a couple weeks ago? <laughs> okay. Source. We'll see. Source. Source. Sun's coming up tomorrow too. All right. I thanks. bet it's in the West. Thanks, guys. We are. I'm. I'm cutting. The, I'm not letting this pod go an hour. So we're done. All right. We're done. Uh, you guys go enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll get after it again tomorrow. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back again in the post game, the Eskridge Lexus post game. Who knows? We're going to find out. Maybe OU's going to national championship. That would be that would be insane. Uh, I hope it happens for all you guys listening. So anyway, for Eddie, for Bob, I'm Kerry Murdoch, and we'll see you guys again in the postgame. Thanks for listening to the Unofficial 40 Podcast from uh, SoonersGroup.com.